Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Principles-Based Business. Somehow I always trip out on my own podcast name. Um, we're here with a good friend of mine, um, longtime realtor and broker, Mr. Derek. Um, I always screw up his last name, so I'm not going to attempt to say it, but he's with M1 Realty out of Michigan. Derek, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and welcome, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's Waranka, man. It just rolls right off the tongue. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we're here in Metro Detroit. Um, yeah, I've been in the business actually just uh, about two weeks ago, uh, turned over my 20 year anniversary in the business. So wow, congratulations. In- Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I've been in the business for a minute. This is my third, you know, major market shift. So, um, you know, started out just as a solo agent and built it out. Now we've got a, you know, pretty, uh, mid-sized brokerage i mean we're not huge but uh you know we got uh, what 28 agents i believe um just doing our thing man that's respectable in this market right now man that's that's going to be the new big size brokerage right there that number (laughs) right you know we'll we'll be talking a year from now we'll be saying like man you're one of the bigger brokerages now (laughs) tell me because i don't even remember i know we've we've known each other for years but I, i don't think i remember asking if i do you know it's senility but how did you get in the business? What drew you to the business? Uh, so I got in the business uh, when I when I bought my first properties. Uh, I was you know bartending at the time, and you know I was perfectly happy with that. But uh, so I went. I bought my first first. Uh, this is a condo in Pontiac, Michigan, and uh, the agent that I was working with did a, he did a really good job. You know, he was a uh, you know professional. The, you know, I've actually worked with him a couple times since then. Um, but you know, just, just through the course of that, I was like, man, this guy's not doing anything that I couldn't do myself. And, um, you know, it, the, the, the different, the, a, a bartender wage and a successful realtor wage are not in the same universe. So, uh, bought my, bought my first condo, kept, uh, thought about it for, you know, a few months and jumped in took my, uh, took my pre-licensing course and here we are, you know? So that's funny. Cause that's, you know, my similar start is the same. My start is similar. I I got in because of the first house that I bought, but it was a little bit different that the broker that I started with saw something in me and, and asked, you know, if I wanted to learn the business and that, you know, he was teaching it. So that's funny right. how that, you know, our first property, because before then, I don't know about you, but real estate wasn't even on my radar, like nothing about it. No, I thought, I thought honestly, you know, <laughs> I, it sounds horrible, but I thought realtors were a waste of time. You just sell your house by owner. And, you know, now that I know better, you know, I, my, my opinion's a little bit different, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but then, but realistically, when I really got into it, there's no way I could, uh, you know, just stepping into it, been able to represent myself effectively, you know, buying my first place. So I'm damn lucky that I did have a, a, a good agent to, to work with on that. That's good. And it's cool that you said you've worked with them a few times after. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been great. So what would you say are some of the changes that you've noticed from when you first got in 20 years ago to now in the industry? Uh, everything's online now. I mean, we, look, when I got in, uh, the MLS was still, you know, it, it wasn't in a book. I mean, I'm a, 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 I guess a few years before that, our MLS still was like a book that came out every month, I guess. But it was uh, that was online when I started. But just everything so um so uh, technology driven now and it just wasn't that as much before like you could still make a living and by running ads in newspapers and things like that not you know not that i ever did that but uh you know it was that was one way of of you know make 
advertising yourself back then, but now it's, you know, technology driven all the way. Nice. And would you say that there's any, like any different, like the speed of the transactions, the complexity that has changed a lot, or is it pretty much the same when it comes to the actual transaction? They're pretty the same. Uh, no, it's, I mean, they, they've, uh, in the last 20 years, there hasn't been less paperwork that's, uh, that, that's come about. It's always, they all, there's always more, uh, more paperwork that goes into it. Uh, complexity wise, I mean, it hasn't changed that much for us here anyway in Michigan, but, uh, you know, the speed of the transaction nowadays, um, you know, we're, and, and you know, this from, from, you know, being at, uh, at United Wholesale Mortgage, you know, over the summer, like we're able to close deals a lot faster on the mortgage side than we used to. But aside from that, there's not a whole lot that's that's changed on our end. Nice. Would you say, what would you say, like somebody who started three, four years ago is missed out on by not starting 20 years ago? Like what are the, some of the things that you'd want to remind them like, hey, you know, I know you might have been a boss these last few years, but, you know, anything that was that they may have missed out of learning uh honestly probably the number one thing that i've noticed is uh a lot of agents and a lot of, i don't know if it's the buyer or the agent uh a lot of these agents that are that are newer uh won't they they don't negotiate as much uh they won't they won't they're afraid to write that lower offer you know even if uh you know i've got a seller that that's being stubborn on the price but they're negotiable you know it's like you just tell them hey just they won't write 10, 15, 20 grand under on a, on a house where I have no problem insulting a listing agent all day long and, and just lowballing the hell out of houses. I mean, uh, so there's that. And then just the, you know, we got lazy the last three to five years because business was just coming to us. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't even say people forgot how to work for their business, but they didn't have to. So maybe they just don't, they haven't learned the, the skill set to do that. And that's really been the, to, to me, the, the, the way that this market has shifted, that's really the most important factor right now is just doing the prospecting and the and the and the work, you know, because those people that, you know, a lot of people want to buy houses and sell houses, but they're just not right now. So going out and finding the people that have to buy and sell is kind of an acquired skill that that people are going to have to learn. Nice. And in regards to the negotiation thing, is that do you think you you learned that by going through, like you said, you know, the previous two down downturns. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was more of a buyer's market when I first started. Uh, it was before the recession, but it was still kind of a buyer's market, or at least balanced. And yeah, it was. Uh, you know, we, I, it, when I first started, I, like maybe not on every, maybe my my recollection escapes me, but it was very common to to negotiate seller concessions and to negotiate the price down so that's uh you know and we're i think we're entering a market where that's going to be doable again so um it's uh, i think the people that can effectively do that are gonna set themselves uh, up for success here moving forward nice and how do you how do you think the economy right now is affecting you know the industry the market and how do you think it'll it'll do in the next 12 to 18 months Oh, uh, that's a million dollar question, isn't it? Um, so everybody's got an idea, right? <laughs> I'm going to go with the, with, with the opinion of the people that are smarter than me on that kind of thing. And, uh, the, you know, the, the powers that be at, at, at UWM that, that we're fortunate enough to be, uh, kind of looped in pretty tight with, um, everybody thinks that interest rates are going to stay elevated. They're going to, they're going to come down, but it's not going to be, 
you know, it took a, you know, a, a year and a half for them to get where they were, uh, where they are now. It's probably going to take another year and a half to go back down to, to, you know, something that's, that's more reasonable that people are happier with. But, you know, as far as like, as far as the overall economy, um, you know, I, I, I think the, the, I, I'm pretty, you know, uh, I don't know what, what, what the right word is. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not concerned with the overall economy as much. I mean, yeah, with unemployment being as low as it is and, um, you know, GDP, like things are just keep, keep chugging along. And, um, yeah. you know, aside, if it wasn't for interest rates, I think we'd be loving life, you know, inflation seems like it's coming down now. And just a lot of things are lining up. If we can get the, uh, you know, the, the interest rates back under control, I think we're going to be like, you know, uh, when I, th- I think there's a lot of pent up demand. So when we get to a point where people feel comfortable jumping back into the market, whoever is left in this market as a realtor is going to be cleaning up. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. And I think that's going to come probably in the next year, year and a half. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that there's, this is going to be the time that people are going to be able to pick up massive market share if they can, if they can suck it up and make it through the hard, the hard months, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Now, um, what is what is your so everybody who doesn't know what is your market so that you know because everybody you know everybody has their own opinion and your opinion is based on what you're seeing so what what's your market yep uh, i'm in metro detroit so you know we do southeastern michigan uh, everybody knows eight mile um that is exactly one mile south of me um and i'm in ferndale like literally right out my door here is nine mile so uh yeah we're we're you know a mile from from detroit but we're pretty centrally located we can service the whole uh, tri-county area here pretty quickly we can get pretty much anywhere in about half an hour 45 minutes nice and i know the the last time i was there and we were talking and you were saying how you know you were starting to pick up and starting to do more business in detroit do you think that you know the the interest rates even though they're they're that much higher are less impactful for the people that are in that Detroit very, you know, below a hundred thousand dollar price point. Yeah, it seems like it. I honestly, the only people that have that, you know, I talk to a lot of people every day and uh, the only, the majority of the people that bring up interest rates as a negative thing are sellers. So, or people that are just sitting on the sidelines. Like um, I haven't really had that as an objection with the buyers that I've been working with. So um you know and, yeah and i just been you know but well i've just been telling people you know if you buy this house now this is the most this is the highest your monthly payments ever going to be uh interest rates are going to come down and you can refinance and if you can afford it now you'll really be able to afford it in a year or 18 months when it's time to refi see that's that's a great that's a great way to to script it and i know it's not a script it's just your belief and how you do but how you talk to people is right like that's a yeah. lot better than what is it uh marry the house and date the rate or something like that right right yeah like, like you just <clears throat> you explained it in a way that you answered their pain point and their worry right you said this is the highest your payment's going to be it can exactly. only come down from now from here yep yep exactly so so that's huge man i mean that's that's a gold line right there um that's- yeah, that's the that's that's the way to yeah. And when you explain it like that, people get it. You know, it's like because you're you're not just giving them a, a one off slogan that you use for everybody. It's like this is this is specifically for you. Like if you can afford this right now, I know you're not happy maybe with this rate and what your payment is, but if you can make it work, it's just going to get easier from here. So that's that's huge, man. That as somebody who writes a lot of marketing material, 
that's like one of those that's that's a hit uh, copy writing line right there. I'm gonna uh, write it down. <laughs> yeah, you need to also make sure you watch this and take notes of your own stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're gonna be like me when people are like, oh yeah, I like that idea you said. I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> um is there a season in your market? Like, is there like I know you know every every area, some some go all year round and some just like really shut down. Like, are is there a season in your market? Yeah, we're about a week and a half away, two weeks away from everything stopping for about a month and a half. So uh, traditionally, last year it wasn't the case as much. So I'm hoping uh, this year kind of track the same way. But usually like Thanksgiving to New Year's is that's when I do all my long term like planning and and revamp my my training for my agents and things like that, because nobody's thinking about buying or selling a house in the, you know, in, in mid-December in Michigan. So it's. You know, last year, like I said, was a little bit different, but uh, we're getting, we're actually, we're at about our peak for the year in inventory right now. So hopefully we're going to see a, a little bit of extra activity, but I'm not banking on it either. Nice. What do you think will be some of the struggles that other agents and brokers are going to see in the next 18 months? I mean, this is, uh, it's a, it's, it's about as cutthroat as it gets right now. I mean, there's a limited number of, buyers out there that are able to perform and willing to perform there i don't know about you i think nationally just inventory is way down across the board and it is here too i mean we're, we're we've been you know been scraping the bottom of the barrel for like two years now on inventory so it's just um whoever does the most prospecting and does the most work is gonna close the deals i mean that's um, out of all the market shifts that I've been through, this one has been the, it took me the longest to kind of figure this one out, but you know, it's for me, it's just back to basics. I mean, I cut out a, a bunch of the, the, you know, the, the bells and whistles and just literally just focus hardcore on, uh, prospecting, having as many conversations as I can with, with potential buyers and sellers out there just to find the people that, that have to buy or sell right now. Yeah, no, that's that that actually leads into the next question that I was that I was gonna ask you is what are some of the changes that you're making right now in your business to like really, you know, make sure you're gonna thrive? That's it right there, man. Um yeah, last year was I did okay. Um, uh, but it was, you know, I was I was down from 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 you know, my traditionally what I uh my sales volume has been for the past, you know, six, seven years. Uh, this year, beginning of this year was absolutely horrible, and uh, that's when I just started really. I got got the, powered the dialer back up, got back on it, and just started making phone calls to my database. And uh, I've had I'm going to close to almost two million dollars in the in, in in a ten day span up until tomorrow. So um, you know, we got a lot of stuff under contract. I mean, I'm just having having the honestly like the best fourth quarter I've ever had in twenty years right now. So. And it's that, just that amount is that volume is huge for your area because oh, what, yeah. what's your average price point? Um like 214. <laughs> yeah, so that's not that, very that high. Number, you know? yeah. yeah, that's number huge. I mean, here in California, that you know, two million dollar volume, you know, that's that's a shed on somebody's backyard. But right, you know. exactly. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I I hesitate to to even uh yeah, I know it's it's funny because when we uh you know the 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 Josh Smith program that we're that we're both part of is like you know I hang out with Chris Curtis a lot and he's uh he owns a uh, broke a couple brokerages a couple offices in San Francisco and he's probably got the highest price point of anybody in that room and I probably have the lowest but there yeah you go. That, that's funny <laughs> what 
what do you think the consumers like how do you, do you think that the consumer has their feeling towards Asian has changed from when you first got in the business to now? I mean, I haven't I I really truly haven't really noticed much of a difference. Um and th- maybe that's just my approach to people. I mean, I'm I'm uh, you know, I'm I'm all about creating clients for life uh whenever possible. So, um uh, I pretty much, you know, I'll 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 my the the people that I work with trust me 100% or I don't generally work with them anyway. So, uh, a lot of you get a lot of word of mouth referrals and and just people coming to me off other other people come to me a lot instead of me having to go out and, and prospect. But I mean, I I personally haven't noticed a whole too much of a change in in the way that the the public views me or the or the business as a whole. Nice. What do you like? Obviously, you know the big elephant in, in every real estate room is the lawsuits going on, right? Like, what yep. do you think? What do you think were some of the, and there were the new one that was just filed in Illinois. I don't know if you heard about that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, what do you think were some of the drivers and, and the consumer sentiment that, I mean, obviously it was, you know, there's all kinds of legal aspects to it. And, you know, there was attorneys who were looking for class action lawsuits, but at the end of the day, they had to, you know, wrangle in some consumers. Um, what do you think were some of the drivers behind that for consumers? Greed. Nice. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean I don't I don't think uh, from 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 everything I can you know I've been following it relatively closely and you know not I'm not super I have I haven't really concerned myself with too much about it because none of this is going to impact our business for at least four or five years. It's going to work its way through all kinds of appeals. It's going to end up at the Supreme Court. I mean, at the end of the, it's not right now I'm concerned with closing deals, taking care of my family and taking care of my agents and everything else is just noise. But, you know, you can, you, you definitely got to keep an, you know, at least pay a little bit of attention to it. But I mean, from what I can tell, the way that they rep, I, I don't know, I don't know who the people on our side hired as attorneys, because it sounds like the the jury got a very skewed version of what we actually do and how this industry actually functions i mean this i can't even get i can't even get uh all my agents to show up in one place at one time and if if i'm giving them free food and free booze (laughs) and think you know uh multi you know a nationwide conspiracy involving hundreds of thousands of agents colluding to drive up artificially raise up commissions i mean give me a break that's not even remotely realistic that's funny. I I like that you can't even get agents to show up for for free stuff, right? That's true, man. It's like I yeah, mean, yeah. No, it is. What would you you know? Being that I agree with you that we can't let it be the all-consuming thing, but we do have to stay aware of it. But is there anything that you're telling your agents uh, as a broker that they need to do different to make sure that the perception of value and what they're doing and all that good stuff is is more evident or are you just like status quo? I mean, I think what we, what we, the way that I've trained them up and the way that, that we run our business, we're already bringing a ton of value anyway. So there's not really a whole lot we could do differently to, to provide more. Um, you know, I just, I guess really what, what it boils down to is the only thing that I've really emphasized when we're talking about it is just telling me, just make sure anytime you're, meeting with a buyer or a seller, just let them know that everything is negotiable, including our commission. And, and, you know, if we're, 
I mean, it's already, it's there in writing, but if we're disclosing it and just emphasizing that point, it's hard for people to come back and say they didn't know, you know? Right, right. What if, if you had to like, if you had a new agent in front of you or an experienced agent, whatever, just an agent who's hurting for business, what's the, the one tactic that you would tell them? Like, if you could only give them one thing to go out and do, what would that, what would that be right now to like, Hey, you do this and you're going to be, you're, you know, it's, you're on your way to being okay for the next 12, 18 months. Yep. Uh, phone right here. Pick up your phone, start calling people in your database. I mean, you just, you, that's really what it boils down to. And I have had, it's funny you say that because I, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I've had uh, just in the past, like two weeks, I've had three agents from other companies reach out to me and say, man, you're closing deals like crazy. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are your agents doing that we're not? And um, what I, basically what it boils down to is like, what, what are you, what are you doing to generate leads and generate business? And they don't really have an answer. So that, that tells you everything right there. Go out and have conversations. I don't care how you do it. There's a million ways to do lead generation. They all work as long as you do them. So just be consistent every day, treat it like a business. And, and it's amazing how, like, I, I haven't, uh, all the deals that I'm closing right now are none of them are new leads. It's all people in my database. So, I mean, and I've spent 20 years, I got, you know, 10,000 people in my database. So I got a, 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 a pretty good head start there, but like, I haven't gone out to try and find new, new leads at all. I just been working what I already have. Nice. That that's, that's a huge, like, that's a big thing right there. Right. Cause that's the one thing I was, when people ask me, what would you tell, you know, yourself if you had just started, I was like, uh, keep a better database, right? Because yeah. I can't, I know I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars from not keeping better track of people in my early years. You know yep, I mean? well, same here, same here. Yeah, I mean, so that as a broker, how do you feel like, you know, that's it, our industry is it's like there's there, there's a big divide, just like there's in the economy, right? Like there's the agents who are just dying on the vine and then they're the ones that are killing it. And the middle is is a, a thin line. You know, there's yep. not a lot. It's either one or where the, and the same thing with brokers, regardless who they're with, right? Whether they're a franchise or they're independent, it's the same thing. Either brokers are killing it or they're not killing it. What would you say has allowed you to, to get to the point where you're at as a broker? Like what... What have you done to to stay relevant the, all this time? And uh, you know, no joking aside, not you know, blowing sunshine. Like twenty eight agents is respectable in any market, but especially right now. When I just I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw an agent talking about how many agents were reaching out to them saying that they weren't going to renew their licenses. Yeah, I mean, I, I and and knock on wood. I mean, all of our agents like not. It's just like any 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 brokerage any business not all of them are are closing deals left and right but a good percentage of ours are it's like the we're we're, we're doing better than the 80 20 rule so you know we've got i think we've had 20 22 of our agents close at least one deal this year so far and we got a couple couple new ones you know and, and, and you know six of them are, are are damn near brand new so uh, almost everybody's closed at least something this year um it's just you know I guess just keeping them, um, you know, keep, keep them, keeping people motivated, just let them, you know, they, they trust me to, to show them the right direction to, you know, point them in the right direction. And then I provide a ton of tools too. So, I mean, the value is there with our brokerage. Uh, it's up to them to, to use the tools that I give them, but there's nothing that we 
that that other companies might have that we don't have if, if anything it's the opposite nice so it's all about keeping them engaged right yeah i mean it's uh you know if if you buy into the to the doom and gloom and and all oh, this market sucks and and don't, we're not closing anything i'm gonna go broke i'm dying the gutter then that's then you're you're right whether you know whether you're going to be successful or unsuccessful i guess whether you think you're going to be successful or unsuccessful you're right you know it's yeah. all all about mentality no i i agree i think that um you know as a broker you know you you definitely and you do a great job at it because i see you you know in the mastermind that we're a part of and everything else and i see you like staying educated and informed and like you said being the being the guy to them, like you have to know all the pitfalls, but doesn't mean you have to live them. My biggest thing is I'm running around telling people that we're in a half to economy. That doesn't mean that it's gloom and doom. It just means that you've got to learn how to find, you know, opportunity is going to look different in this market than it did in the previous market. 100%. Yeah. And that's where, that's what kind of was where I say, go back to the basics, you know, it's like, uh, so instead of, you know, maybe before I'd make a hundred dials, maybe now I'm making 300. Because uh, it's, you know, that's why we got a triple line dollar. That's why I pay all the money for all the stuff that we have. Just use it and it's going to work for you. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, and it's a, and it's a two track thing. You know, you got, there's, there's a ton of people that I talk to that, that want to, to buy or sell. Like I said, there's a ton of pent up demand, but for whatever reason, it's not the right time for them. So that's a nurture. Like you, you can't just ignore those people. You gotta, you gotta keep them engaged for when they're ready when they're ready it's going to be crazy uh crazy busy but i'm more concerned with getting through you just got to find that one yes you know one or two yeses every day and, and you're going to be all right you know it's uh find those people that for for that their circumstances dictate they have to they have to move they have to buy a house or they have, have a house to sell um it's just harder to find those people but they're out there there's plenty of them out there nice now um probably the final topic or whatever you know but is REOs, right? Like I know you're an REO guy. You've been doing it forever. Yep. Um, what are you seeing? A couple of different questions on that. Like, yep. what are you seeing currently in regards to volume? Uh, I've actually got the most uh, assignments that I've had since I left my my other brokerage. So the place where I left before, where I worked there for I think I was there 12, 11 or twelve years. Um, and I actually ran the, the REO department through the, you know, through, through the bottom for part, part of the time for a couple of years, I ran it. Uh, but almost immediately from when I got into the business, I got, I, I got an REO almost right away. And, you know, for, for years that was, you know, I think in, in, uh, what, Oh nine, I sold 109 homes, 107 of them were REO listings. So I, I worked with like two buyers that whole year that, that was, you know, private, you know, private business. Um, and so when I, when I started M1, that was like the big calculated risk that I had to take because, you know, the, the, the master listing agreement with all these banks were in my, in my broker's name. Cause I didn't, you know, they weren't in my name. So I knew that starting up this company, I was going to be giving up a big chunk of, you know, the REO business. But by that time it was kind of fading away anyway. So it was a, it was a pretty good time to, to jump in and, and just start my own thing. But I've never been fully out of the REO business. You know, as soon as I started here and 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 you know got my license, you know my broker license here at M1, I signed up with Resnet, and I've been working with them ever ever since. But uh, man, they're keeping me busy. Um, it's you know I'm doing 
probably 20 to 25 BPOs every week for them. And uh, now it's like, they were always pretty good about giving you one or two assignments, you know, along the way just to, 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 to make your, your membership fee uh, pay for itself. But right now I'm getting a ton. I mean, not a ton, but I think I've got eight, eight that are in redemption right now. Um, one, one that's listed, one I just pended and one is closing tomorrow. So nice, nice. So for everybody who thinks that REO is just, you know, who, who remembers the what it looked like on the outside, right? Where it was all sexy and lots of money and, and parties and everything. <laughs> I've seen the behind and that's why I kind of, I took the opposite route. I went to short sales and yep, you know, yep. killed with those. But for those who don't know what it looks like on the back end, what would you, what would you, what are your like buyer beware kind of things that you would tell somebody who's, who's thinking, well, you know, the next REO wave, I'm just going to focus on that. Like what, what do they need to be prepared of? Uh, be prepared to work your ass off for a year on a house. And then maybe it sells at auction and you make 500 bucks. Um, or with, you know, some of the, and, and, and Detroit's a little different animal, you know, like the, I think the lowest, I, I just listed one for $16,000. I mean, it's, I'm going to make seven fifty dollars on it. it. It is what it is, you know. Um, but the, you make that up in volume, but it is a lot of work. And, and, and it's not just like you sit there and you get it assigned and then you wait. And then you, a year later, you list it. It's, uh, no, you're doing reports every single week on these houses. You're doing drive-bys. You're taking photos. You're doing BPOs. You're doing occupancy checks. Like, you have to do like the only way to make it work is to do is is volume um so yeah it's an incredible amount of work and the payoff on each individual uh listing isn't isn't that much but you know it's 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 a good supplement to to the business and it's like anything else like any listing that any house i put on the market my goal is to get one or two transactions off of each listing so that's really if you can pick up a couple investors here and there while you're listing those houses then it that really makes sense because you know it doesn't then it doesn't have to be your listing investors are going to be finding a good deal they're going to buy it so that's the, that's that's the key right there nice now what is it different now in you know i remember back in the last you know downturn or whatever you know talking to a guy who had just done like 684 reos that year and he was talking to me about the the capital you need to keep floating repairs is that changed a lot because i know he started he started firing banks because he just wasn't getting re you know because they like to play games with when they pay you back and how they pay you back and if you don't file the invoice correctly and all that oh no that part hasn't changed one bit it's uh <laughs> yeah it's talk about jumping through hoops to get reimbursed for anything it's crazy like if you're missing if you don't dot an i they send it back and and tell you to redo it so no that part is uh and yeah, that, that, that part, I don't think will ever change because it doesn't benefit the banks to change it. You know, it's like they're, they're putting all the, uh, all the, all, all the upfront costs on the brokers and then taking their sweet time paying us back. So that, yeah, if you, but be ready for that if you're going to get into REO. So. And what about something like somebody who is trying to get in? Everybody wants to know, like, is it's, is, you know, during the last time I know they started swapping out, um, area managers, right. Cause they know that people are getting too chummy with each other. Yep. Um, how do you see, like, if, if you could tell somebody that was looking to try to get an REO, do you think that it's even, there's even an in right now, or do you think the banks are just going to go back to their oldies, but goodies? 
No, I definitely think there's an in because the old the oldies are out of the business at this point. I mean, there a lot of them are anyway. So, um, you know, because you got to figure the recession was like 15 years ago at this point. So, yeah, a lot of those big REO agents like that's I think where I where I was able to transition out of REO to to for the most part. A lot of these guys weren't, and they were just sitting there fighting over scraps for like the next two years after I opened up my brokerage and. Those guys aren't like none of those guys do, uh, um, you know, private, you know, just residential business anymore at all. So, uh, the, for the most part, at least what I've noticed is there's only a few of us that are still around from back then that are handling REOs right now um, in this market. So I, I have to imagine it's the same, uh, you know, across the country. If not even, we might even have more opportunity because we were ground zero for REOs for years. So there's a ton of really good brokers that 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 had REO businesses going here. And I don't think that was the case in a lot of the country. So I think, yeah, I mean, if it's something that that interests you, like be realistic, like, you know, it, it's not it's not all it's not just they're not just sending you free money. There's a ton of work that goes into it. But at the same time, they are sending you listings and it's a, it's a sign in the ground. It's something you can market and something you can get business off of. So don't ever take that part for granted either. Nice and and definitely service, right? They they want they yep. want their timelines met. They want oh, their, yeah. everything done the way they need it. Yeah, and, and the timelines aren't a suggestion. They're a uh, if it says something due on Thursday, it better be done on Thursday because you're gonna get marked down and get and and get fewer fewer opportunities and or just get cut out of their their uh, network altogether if you can't hit your timelines and yeah, so you need to be accurate. They grade you on our, on BPOs, like you get graded on everything. So you need to really be diligent, um, be very, very timely. And, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to be chummy with your asset manager. Like that's the, the one thing that I always do that, um, you know, that a couple of them have commented on over the years. It's like the first time you get an assignment, if it's somebody new, just reach out to them and be like, hey, if there's anything else that you need that I can do for you to make your job easier, you just say the word because they don't hear that from anybody usually. And uh, I mean, these guys are, you know, the asset managers are they, are, they have a hard job too because they're managing, you know, they don't, they, they're not on the ground seeing, seeing these properties. They're sitting in a cubicle in Dallas or something and, and in charge of 600 different properties from all over the country. So um, knowing that they have a partner on the ground in whatever city they're they're responsible for goes a long way too. Nice. And and finally, would you say, do you think that there's going to be more if there is a wave, quote unquote, of REOs or whatever, do you think there's going to be more like private equity um, funds doing REOs or it's, they're still predominantly going to come from the banks just because of how many institutions bought REOs? Like I just saw an agent posted, um, she had, uh, an asset manager that was looking to get rid of thousands of properties, but they didn't want to put them on the market um, to reach out to her with, you know, your, your city and all that or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I know her trust her. She's, she's, a, she is a top producer. So I believe her, but do you think that there's going to be more of that? Uh, potentially. I think a couple of the, a couple of the, the clients that I'm working with now are, I'm working with mostly big banks, but there's a couple like small hedge funds and stuff that I'm, that I'm working with or funds that, that have real estate assets that, um, that I'm working with. Yeah. I'm, I, I wish the, the private equity would, 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 <laughs> would step out of it, but that's a pipe dream. You know, that's, uh, you know, my, my concern is, is a lot of these 
that would be coming to us agents and having us list are are getting bought up before it ever gets to that point. Yeah, yeah, no, especially when they get sold directly from HUD, right? They yeah, so bulks to them. Yeah. Um, Awesome, man. Well, this has been extremely valuable. And um, like always, man, you're always a wealth of knowledge and it's always cool to hang out with you. Let everybody know again, uh, you know, your area so that they can refer you business and how to get a hold of you. And uh, I appreciate your time, man. Yep. Dig it. Um, yeah. I'm uh, right here in, in anywhere in Detroit, anywhere in Southeast Michigan. I'm your guy. Uh, my direct line is 586-491-5622. Call or text me anytime. Is anything I can do to help, you know, anybody that's watching this, that's what I'm here for. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's what I've, you know, that's how I found Guillermo is this mastermind group that we're a part of. And that's the, been the best thing that, that, I, that's, that I've ever done in, in the real estate business is join that because now I've got resources all over the country that I can, you know, how many, I, I've called Guillermo, I don't know how many times with weird questions about, you know, wholesaling or mortgages or whatever. If it's something weird and I don't know the answer to it, he's my guy. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, any, 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 anything that you guys need, that's what I'm here for. Anything I can help you with. I appreciate it. And when, and when Derek says that he means it, cause I've called him for all kinds of weird stuff too. Boots <laughs> um, on the ground. He's your guy. Like, yep. Yep. But all right, man. Well, I appreciate the time. All right, bro. Good talking to you, man.